Welcome back to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. This segment is brought to you by BOMI. They are the industry standard for education for property and facility management. Check them out at BOMI.org. And speaking of facilities and properties, we're talking about office properties today. Please welcome my next guest. It's Jim Bacata. He's vice president of Highwoods, and he's also division head of the Atlanta region. Jim, uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. Well, Jim, you guys uh, know a little bit about the office market, don't you? How, how big, how many properties and, and how many states are you guys now? Well, we're, uh, we have eight divisions uh, mm-hmm. in primarily the southeastern cities, most of the big southeastern cities, including Atlanta. And uh, uh, so we're, we're, our footprint is primarily Sunbelt and mm-hmm. southeast. Yeah. And how many buildings or square footage approximately do you guys have control? Uh, we have about 30 million square feet yeah. total. Um, yeah. In Atlanta, we have about uh, six and a half million square feet yeah. and roughly 25 buildings. Yeah. And there's been a lot of talk about changes in office use and uh, you know people using less square footage and people working from home and co-working and shared space. And I think there's a, the audience is, is curious from, from your standpoint of kind of what you're seeing in, in the market now. I mean, you do a lot of work in Atlanta, and of course, you've had a, a great market here. When you look at Atlanta and the market overall, what are you seeing for tenant traffic and kind of the size of your tenants and demand? Well, I think uh, you're right. There are a lot of trends. Um, some of it uh, is hard to figure out, mm-hmm. candidly. But the, the market's healthy um, in all of our markets. Um, we're seeing net positive absorption, um, good activity, um, you know, the the generally seeing good uh, rent growth, mm-hmm. cash rent growth. The ending uh, rate is increased an average of, you know, five, six percent um, for the new leases. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a healthy market. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, there, you know, there, there are all sorts of trends. You know, co-working uh, is, is one of them. Um, it's it's uh, expanding and it's evolving. And it's uh, a little bit you know, hard for us to fully predict where co-working is going to be, you know, two years, three years, five years from now. But I think it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Well, some uh, lenders and investors have been a little concerned about the potential credit or, or a risk for these large tenants that are doing co-working, thinking, well, we haven't had a, a, a recession with these guys being prominent in these buildings. So when you guys kind of look at that risk, you know, how do you gauge it? What do you think about that? You know, we're, we're uh, long-term mm-hmm. owners. So when we buy any office building, we plan to own it indefinitely. Mm-hmm. So we aren't really thinking about short-term uh, ups and downs in value. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Uh, co-working in general um, can somewhat devalue a building. Um, I think there's, that's simply because it's still somewhat un, not well understood. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can have a negative effect on, you know, your more traditional tenants like law firms, maybe an old old line sort of blue blood law firm doesn't want to be in a co-working building yeah. um, because, you know, they're dressed conservatively going up the elevator with guys in, you know, shorts and T-shirts. And flip-flops. Yeah. Right. And, and so that it, sometimes you have to be cognizant of the mix always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we haven't done a lot of co-working, but the little bit that we have done, uh, we've been very happy with it. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it has... Uh, serve to enhance, um, in generally speaking, it's, it served to enhance 
uh, the tenant mix. And, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, we've gotten some nice uh, sort of startups that started in these co-working uh, units and you know came to us and needed 5,000 or 10,000 square feet. Nice. So, so they already good, know the building. And know the building, like it, yeah. like us. Yeah, that's good. So um, how has it been for the management and the operations of the building? Has it caused any issues with density or parking or, or anything like that? Um, for us, not yet, because we haven't done a lot. And we just inked a, a floor in one of our Buckhead buildings. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a 23-story building. So uh, it's a small percentage mm -hmm. of the total. And, and the impact is not really significant. But some co-working uh, users gobble up parking spaces. Yeah. And, and, and we have competed very favorably against some Class A office buildings that have done maybe a little too much co-working. And, and so the existing tenants or the building is gaining a reputation for not having a good parking situation. That yeah. works to our benefit. So you, do, yeah. you have to be careful. Yeah. I want to ask you about uh, construction costs, the impact there. And I think of rising construction costs and how much uh, they've increased recently. One thing I think of is, well, new supply. There's got to be an impact there if the construction costs are rising. Of course, land costs have, have risen a good bit because of, I guess, all the multifamily right. development, right? right. So uh, when you look at new co construction costs rising, we got tenant build out and that, that issue and that yeah. cost. We'll talk about that. But, but first of all, what do you think it does for future values of office properties with uh, construction costs rising so much? Yeah, construction costs continue mm -hmm. to rise mm -hmm. at, at, you know, 6 10% annually, mm -hmm. um, rising ahead of, you know, generally all other forms of inflation. Um, you know, we, we, we uh, are generally in urban sort of uh, locations where we're building integrated parking, which gets to be a lot more expensive. It's mm -hmm. cast in place, it's under the building, a good portion of it is. Mm -hmm. um, so it's you know, the most expensive type of construction, but you know, you're north of $500 a foot in, mm -hmm. in these big Sunbelt cities. Um, and uh, that uh, has constrained the supply. Mm -hmm. Of course, land cost, like you mentioned, is, is high, mm -hmm. uh, primarily because of the multifamily uh, demand for, that, for those same sites. Mm -hmm. So there are fewer sites, but you know this, the new supply is still, I think, very muted in most of our markets. Yeah. And so what what's that do? Well, the new the newer buildings require generally uh, a significantly higher rate to support that cost yeah. than the existing supply. And as vacancy decreases, what happens? Supply and demand rates go up. So yeah. it's 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 a you know it's we're developers. Um, we hate these these high costs. It's, it's slowing the, us down yeah. with with our development track, but um, but you know it's good for the rest of our portfolio. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean that your existing office properties around the country are probably going up in value because yeah. the replacement cost just keeps going up. Yeah, replacement cost is is still higher than yeah. than uh, you know what we've got in our buildings significantly. Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if you look at Atlanta as a sample market, we we didn't have any new construction for a while because we couldn't get the rents that justified the price right. per foot, foot to build them, right? That's, that's exactly right. Yeah, and now we've seen that change a little bit here in Atlanta. Yeah, the, 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 the market is adapting, and, and mm -hmm. if you are a user and you want brand new building in a great location mm -hmm. um, with, a, with a, maybe a more efficient floor plan so you can shrink your footprint a little bit, 
um, you don't mind paying 50 bucks or even north of 50 bucks yeah. a square foot. Yeah. And, you know, tenants today are really concerned with uh, recruiting, retention, productivity, and using their office location as a business tool, right? It's to, to be more profitable as a business. How much of the tenant traffic do you see today that really understands the power that their space can have for recruiting, retention, productivity, company profits, and look a little bit less at the rental rate and look at it, hey, maybe I'll offset the, the rental rate with increased production, or do you still have a lot of tenants like beating on that rental rate? Oh, I think the, 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 the majority mm -hmm. are really concerned about recruiting mm -hmm. and retention. Mm -hmm. We have a, uh, an economy that's on fire and the labor market is tight. Uh, we hear it 90% uh, of the time. It's one of the primary concerns. Yeah. Ability to recruit. And they're, so they're looking for uh, space that they can, that will help them recruit. Yeah. You know, amenities, um, you know, modern uh, build out. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a big hot button. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's true. And when I see, you know, the a tenant sometimes concentrating too much on the on the rent you know it's like look think about the cost of turnover yeah. of employee right uh, think Huge. about yeah i mean that that could be a lot greater yeah and and you know the trend seems to be you know people aren't staying young people millennials don't seem mm -hmm. to stay in the same place mm -hmm. very long mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem to hurt their career you know mm -hmm. when you you and i were younger mm -hmm. you needed to stay somewhere yeah. for a while yeah uh, today you know these younger folks are bouncing around a year here, two years there, three years. Look at their resumes. Yeah. Um, so it's a real problem. Yeah. And, and and employers have to do everything possible to keep keep their talent. Yeah. And some of that may be because you know there's been a lot of changes in office space. I mean, if you had me working at a great company like Highwoods, but I'm sitting at a bench with a bunch of people <laughs> coughing and sneezing and headsets, yeah. right, I don't know right. I think I'd want to be there long. Right. Right. And speaking of that, let me ask you about that, because it seems like there was a really big push for all this open space and, and compacting people into small amounts of space. And as you mentioned, people are really concerned about recruiting and retention yeah. today. What are you seeing as your tenant traffic around the country in the southeast? Are you where are you seeing the trend there now? Yeah, well, in, in my own uh, sort of this is anecdotal mm -hmm. because, you know, just what I see and, and I see a fair amount. But uh, I think the pendulum um, has swung, has begun to swing back a little bit from the pure open yeah. uh, to to a little bit more private uh, space, and 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 some some uh, open space is pretty much there in every new floor plan. Yeah. But um, the, the, I think in some cases, I've actually heard this from a number of our uh, customers, tenants, that um, you know they they made a mistake, um, they went way too open. open. And you've got guys who, you know, 20 years of experience who had got used to their private office and now they're out in a cube and there's people all around them. One guy gets sick, everybody else gets sick and they just, they, they don't like it. Yeah. So they're, 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 you know, it's, it's, uh, that's a, that's a trend that I think is, you know, maybe swinging back in the other direction just a little bit, just yeah. from what I see. Yeah. And what about trends for square footage per employee? What are you guys seeing there from your desk? You know, uh, I, I mean, we we rarely uh, see more than four and a half or five per thousand. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, you know, uh, 180 square feet, uh, somewhere in that in that range. Um, it's it's unusual to see a, a more dense floor plan. Number one, can't accommodate the parking, mm -hmm. and and you know, most of the uh, sort of urban areas where we are, you know, parking uh, is two two and a half per thousand. Mm -hmm. So it's already a stretch to get to four. 
yeah. four, four or, or more per, per thousand square feet. Yeah. We talked about briefly about construction costs, and the other side of rising construction costs is the negative part on operations, right? It's the tenant improvement dollars to, to build out the interiors. Yeah. What are you seeing for costs there? How are you mitigating it? Yeah. How, how are you managing that? Well, we're seeing that cost go up yeah. significantly, mm -hmm. and, and uh, so we're seeing, you know, when we break down and we're analyzing and negotiating a lease, we're looking at how many how many TI dollars per lease year? So we really look at that, yeah. that metric. And uh, that number seems to be going up, has mm -hmm. been going up for a couple of years, mm -hmm. but rates are going up even more to cover that cost. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's making, it's, it's really passing through to the, to the tenant's rate. Yeah. If you will, leave us with a tip for a tenant and a tip with a, for a landlord. What would you tell tenants today looking at space as a, as a tip? Uh, be creative, get a good architect, uh, you know, be efficient. Um, it, but, uh, you know, I think uh, transparency from, from both mm -hmm. sides, the, the landlord, the tenant, uh, the, the more communication you can have, the better. Because, uh, I mean, it really helps us to understand what a tenant's really looking for. We can be creative um, in lease structure. Um, you know, sometimes uh, people try to hold too many cards, and uh, it doesn't help the negotiation process. Yeah. How about a uh, tip for a landlord today? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I can't give away all my trades. <laughs> Come on now. But, but no, seriously. There's no one listening. <laughs> seriously, uh, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, go after, you know, we're getting maybe late in the cycle. The mm -hmm. economy seems super strong to me, mm -hmm. but it's not going to go on forever. Yeah. So pay attention to credit. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, I wouldn't extend massive TI dollars to a startup yeah. at this stage in the, yeah. in the, in the cycle. How about uh, just taking care of your existing t tenants and customers, yeah, that, right? Yeah, that's a given. And, yeah. uh, you know, I fortunately work for Highwoods. Um, mm -hmm. We're a company that's extremely focused on customer service. Yeah. We don't even call our tenants tenants. We call them customers. Yeah. And, and so that's really just part of our culture. I kind of take it for granted. Our property managers really, yeah. really do uh, take care of our, our folks. And well, I'm a, I'm a tenant at Highwoods here, and I, I like to be called guest. Come on. I'm <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll call you a guest. Yeah. Or your security calls me sir, and I like that. Yeah, like it makes that. me feel old. But. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> right. Well, Jim, thanks for joining us. Great information. Appreciate yeah. you being on the show. Thanks. I appreciate it, Michael. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And stay with us. We'll have more on the U.S. office market. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's commercial real estate show. America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Bomi International. For facilities and property management education, visit bomi.org. Buyproxy.com. Your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit buyproxy.com. Red IQ, turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com.